And we're live here on Facebook. Like to welcome those listening in podcast land, and also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing this week? I'm doing good, Mike, and also welcome to those folks joining us over on YouTube. Take two, I guess, Mike. So uh, we apologize for you for folks that are receiving a Balls and Sticks is Live notification on their Facebook feed or on their phone for a second time this morning. So, Mike, uh, how was your week? Uh, it's It's been good. Um, I, we've been... We've had some stuff going on throughout the week with uh, work, so or with uh, church. So it's been nice to you know hang out with some of the guys. Danielle's actually at a women's night. She took Grace or women's coffee breakfast thing. Took Grace uh, and they went over there to do that. So yeah. All right, that's good. Not much uh, new here down in uh, the Quad Cities. Just uh, another routine. Uh, routine week at work still trying to kind of adjust on how i'm going to balance uh balance my work schedule with uh added responsibilities at work but it's going it's going good so far though so no complaints and really nothing new on the uh on the on the personal side good <laughs> all right mike so we got a we got a pretty big show for yeah lot lot to talk about this week as well we'll be giving you a preview of our favorite team the chicago bears uh we're, we're gonna go week by week and tell you whether they're gonna win the game or whether they're gonna lose the game yeah as um and uh as well as we're always talking about uh the chicago cubs a little bit yep mike what else are we gonna be talking about this week well we got the nascar corner and uh we got some quick hits to talk about uh including a new name all That's that right, more Mike. but let's roll the intro broadcasting live from somewhere in iowa this is bald and stick the podcast with your hosts mike and rich okay we're back so, Rich, before we get started, we do have a poll question to get into. Let's get into it now. Uh, Bears over under 6.5. That was this week's poll question. Um, how did you vote? I went with the under, Mike, and we'll get in the detail. We'll get, we'll get in the detail on how we came to the under and what that number is later on in the show. So, Mike, where did you go? I went with the under. Oh, right. How did the fans vote, Mike? Uh, the fans voted the over. Huh. Okay, so the fans are thinking that they can get the seven wins. Yeah. So four votes for the over and three votes for the under. All right. All right. So, so what... So, so I'm thinking the people that voted for the over are probably like the optimists, the optimist Bears fans that maybe maybe not under the delusion that they're going to go undefeated, win the Super Bowl, but maybe that yeah they're they can hit over seven games. That that was probably me last year, yeah, thinking you, that they could do better that, than they really were, that than they really were. I'll and, give you two names on that over list, and you tell me. Okay. One. 
I'm going to say Matt might roar. No, he didn't vote. Okay. Um, one, a Mrs. AJ Hendricks. Ooh, okay. And number two also has the last name Hendricks. My dad? Mr. My Mark Hendricks. Okay. All right. So those are two of the, the four that voted for the over. Are they All the right. optimists or are they the, the delusionists? I, I think they're optimists. Okay. You, you better not call your wife delusional. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so so who joined us as being more realists on saying that more than likely they're they're not going to make it the same? Uh, it was some random person, Ashley Eldridge. So oh, okay. So cool. Thanks, Ashley, for uh, voting in the poll. I think uh, I think that's a new name we haven't really seen on our poll. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. All right, Mike. So, uh, so this week, uh, we're going to be going with uh, what we're going to kind of call Jock Jams. You remember those old albums, CDs that got put up in the 90s? I think yeah, it was, pump 90s, it 2000s? up. Pump it, jam. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, stadium songs. So this week, uh, we're going to go with Sweet Caroline, Lazy Mary, and Tequila. Okay. All songs that, you know, when they play, the fans join in, join in singing along. Gets them on their feet, so that's where we'll start. Every time I tequila, every time you hear that, you can't. No matter what, you can't. Whether it's out at a restaurant, at the ball game, at a stadium, you can't help but shout tequila when it gets to that point, can you? Either that, or I think of. I always think of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Hmm. But, you know, that's For, for tequila. Yeah. I, I See, my, my thoughts go to uh, Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. When he's in the bar, like, doing the dance to tequila. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yep. So, we'll, we'll see how that votes. I, I have some suspicions on a couple of people that are going to vote heavy on this one. Uh, so, yeah. We'll get that up after we go off air. So, Mike, do you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn, Rich? It is a left turn. And after that, Mike. We do have a right turn because we're heading to a road course in this week's NASCAR Corner. Presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs, either on Fifth Avenue in person or on their eBay store. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay. Uh, this week, uh, we had the Federated Auto Parts 400 in Richmond. Uh, Rich, your pick of Martin Truex Jr. did quite well. He finished in seventh. Did. Finished in seventh. So Solid I'm, I'm happy with that Solid start. Spot. But not he. But he did not finish above Denny Hamlin, who finished fourth. Correct. And your race winner was Kevin Harvick. So Mike. Yeah. Regular season, it's eighteen to eight now, Mike. Wow, eighteen to eight. So, uh, so good, good for Kevin Harvick though. Going from going into Michigan, being outside of the playoffs, being I think he was like three cars down from even making the playoffs, to now being within the top five in points because yep. he's won back to back races. Yep, uh, guy's gonna be guy's got is gonna be in in uh, pretty pretty up there uh for going into the playoffs it's gonna be great for him 
Uh, which we are two weeks out from. Yeah, two this weeks week out. We next got the week. Glen, and then we got the Glen this week, and then Daytona. And then next week after after that, before we start the playoffs, but after the playoffs have been determined, Rich and I are going to give you a preview of who we think is going to win, and we'll look back at our prediction at the beginning of the year. This week, we like you said, we are going into the Watkins Glen uh, to for the go bowling at the at the Glen. Uh, yep, Rich go bowling at the Glen. Rich, I am going to take someone who has been who does quite well at road courses in Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's a great pick. He, you can't go wrong when when it's when there's a road course on the schedule for the week to pick Chase Elliott. Uh, so I will go with Tyler Reddick. It's a good pick. He's done really. He's done really well at the road courses this year as he won the Indy Road Course. Yep. He won the Indy Road Course. He's constantly been running within the top five for all the road courses this year. Yeah. So, uh, so um, fantasy, before we leave the NASCAR corner, though, real quick, uh, Richmond Raceway on the fantasy side, Mike, um, I won the week with 226 points. The Funkhouse got second with 195. Mikey came in third with 178. Dupo was fourth with 176. And the Easers won. 45 overall mike i uh, i'm in the number one spot spill still with 43.84 mike you're you're in the five spot with 36.08 um and uh the easers the team you're chasing has 38.76 but just like our just like our kind of like uh, predictions change during the playoffs, the and the NASCAR playoff standings kind of start over in the playoffs with the playoff drivers. So too does the fantasy NASCAR standings, as there are playoff standings and overall standings. So nobody's out of it yet. So if you're still if you're participating in our league every week, which looks like all five of us are. Um, there's still a chance to come out and win the overall, um, yeah, the overall season, even if you're in fourth, fifth, or fourth, fifth, or third place to come back and win it for the year. Yeah. All right, Mike, um, anything else to talk about before we make left turns, but around the diamond? I don't think so. I think, uh, I think, I mean, it's, it's exciting to see, uh, Kevin Harvick, Prove that you know. Don't cut them out. If you do so, do so at your own risk. Um. So yeah. Uh, let's head into the diamond. Uh, as we look at the Cubs weekend review, man, the Cubs are on fire this week. Yeah, I'd say yeah. It helps when you face the Reds and the Nationals, but they still beat. They beat a playoff. Can they beat two two two? Uh, playoff contending teams this week too and getting wins against the brewers and the orioles yeah uh so they, a great week for them they are they won five game five they went five and two show to show uh bringing them up to a 51 and 67 overall 15 and a half games back in the division they are however in third place in the division so you know that's kind of our consolation prize this year um 
we are looking at uh, they are 13 and or 13 and a half games back in the wild card uh, and uh, rich our prediction wasn't far off it, it wasn't four wins yeah we both said four wins four wins this week it's gonna be a tough week uh, and and we actually are if you look at our our next few weeks in our schedule uh, it's gonna be a rough couple of weeks as we have lots of playoff contenders to deal with in the next few weeks. Yeah, it interdivision playoff standings too. So oh, a yeah. lot of rivalry games. Yeah, so, so Rich, what do we got are, this week? Yeah, they get to play. They'll finish up the weekend with the Brew Crew, Saturday, Sunday. And then the St. Louis Cardinals come in for five games. Now they do play a game on, they do play a Friday night game in Milwaukee. But I'm not sure if we're going to record Friday night or if we're going to try and fit it in Saturday morning. So I'm not including that in our show-to-show predictions. Okay. Because um, I'll be in Milwaukee on uh, Saturday. Well, good. On Saturday. I, the 27th? Yes. Yeah, I have stuff going on that day, too. So we should do it Friday. Okay. So, we'll... so cool. So seven games, Mike. Yep. They have a chance. These games are all about spoiler. Playing the spoiler. Because right now, I think there's only, what, two and a half or three and a half games that separate the Brewers and the Cardinals. Yeah. So you could, so if you could take three out of five from the Cardinals, that could really, that could get the Brewers back in the playoffs as long as they can win their games. Yep. Uh, the the big note on it is that, uh, that, I mean, for today and tomorrow, the Cardinals are cheering for the Cubs. And then the rest of the week, the Brewers are cheering for the Cubs. Yeah. And then the following weekend, when the Cubs go up to Miller Park, American Family Field, whatever they're calling it now, the Cardinals will be back to rooting for the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. I think the Cubs are going to get three games out of it. It's rivalry games. It, they should be able to squeak out three uh, between these guys. Uh, I Yeah. Yeah, I, I like three as well, especially with one of the games with the Cardinals being a doubleheader. It's hard to sweep yeah. a doubleheader, but at the same time, we've said that before, and the Cubs get swept in a doubleheader. Yep. Go figure. So, other news around the league. Um, where do you want to start on that one, Rich? Um, let's kind of go back to our leftovers of Fernando Tatis band 80 games for yep. testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug even though it was a banned substance from a medication that he took for ringworm. Yeah. This is one of those things uh, that... It, it's a tough situation. I mean, for, for me, I'm thinking that you would have you thought that he would have reported that sort of illness to the team, and the team would have been like, pop, 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 looked it up, Take this. Here you go. Take yeah. this, and the team doctor prescribes a medication for it. Not necessarily, maybe going down to the corner drugstore, or from our perspective, the corner drugstore, and thinking, "All right, I got ringworm. I need to get this medication." And then not even thinking twice about looking at the ingredients. Yeah, that's the hard part. These guys have to. You have yeah. to look at everything you put in your body, put on your body, everything. Is it right? I don't think so. I think it's a little bit of an overreach. But again, it's technically a banned substance. He used it. He's 
got to deal with the consequences now. So I guess that is right. Yeah. So he's going to miss all of this year. And, but the good thing is, I guess, for the Padres is that if they advance far into the playoffs, those games count. So it'll be, so the further they go in the playoffs this year, the sooner they will get him back for the regular season in 23. I mean, if you're the, if you're the Padres and you're up three games to nothing, do you, do you let them win two games so that you can <laughs> go seven? I, I don't know if you go that far, Mike. Well, no, you it, only it, let them win two games. You let them win two games. So you only go, you go to game six. That gives you an extra three mm. whole games or two whole games in the series. That, that that momentum comes into play yeah, there. You don't want to give a team the momentum of a two-game winning streak just so you can play two more extra postseason games without uh, one of your star players. Yeah, it's. I think it's a. I, it's one of those. It's a that, blow. It's a blow for the Padres. So big, it is a big blow as it they is. were. He was looking to start. He was on a rehab assignment on his way back to rejoining the team when this happened. Yeah, um, it'll be. It's one of those things that. As a professional athlete, you have to know everything going into your body. And he he mis he misjudged what was going on. That, yeah, that hurt him, and that happens. So, okay. Um, also going on this week, uh, or I, I guess it was the leftovers. The Rangers fired Chris Woodward. Yeah, the Rangers fired their manager, Chris Woodward, and that, that happened this week. Oh. And also the president of operations, John Daniels, also got shown the door. Wow. So I think this was just kind of almost like a, an example of we invested in the team and you it did. didn't meet expectations. But yeah. supposedly when you read into the story a little bit more, there was some problems with bullpen management. But the Rangers didn't have a good bullpen anyway, so I don't. I don't I don't get how you can fault him for bullpen management when you didn't give him a good bullpen to work with either. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. Um and then uh Yeah. So he becomes the fourth, fourth. manager fired this year, joining uh, Girardi, Madden, and um who's the fourth guy? I'm trying to think here. Maybe there was only maybe there only has been three this year so far. So who else? Do you, we've kind of already discussed who else could be on the hot seat, and uh, I don't think any new names have joined them besides Larusa and probably Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Larusa probably gets a pass this year, but we'll see. So, um, breaking. I think it was last night I saw Braves outfielder. Uh, Marcella o Ozuna has been mm -hmm. arrested on a DUI. Um, yeah, and this comes almost on the heels of him serving a PED suspension last year. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be rough. Uh, look for another suspension to come out of this. Probably a fairly long one as well, and he may he may be facing jail time depending on the situation. So. I, I've never gotten professional athletes, whether they're a big name, great, well-known player, star player for the team, or somebody like Ozuna who's just part of the team, but you know who he is. Right. How, how do you not have – how does Rich. the team not say 
I got a, I got a friend whose kid <laughs> plays college football. Okay. At a division two, I think he's up to division two this year. All right. The coach at the first day of their training camp, you get your book. In that book, there is a number. They say this is your number. If you need a designated driver, if you need help with anything, if you need to get out of a situation, not like anything, like them doing anything illegal for it, but mostly if you're in a spot and you need help, call this number. If you need a D, if you got, if you got need, need a DD, if you need any of these things, call this number. We'll be there. We'll get, doesn't matter where you are. We will get somebody to you in order to get you home and not let you destroy your future. Every NFL team has it. I guarantee every Major League Baseball team has it. Stupidity is the only reason why you get arrested for a DUI as a professional athlete. By the way, stupidity is the only reason you get arrested for a DUI. We could end it there. Mm-hmm. There is no reason. I guarantee you there are a dozen people that are saved in your phone that if you called them right now and said, I'm drunk and I need to get home, no questions asked, they'd come pick you up. Yep. Guarantee it. Yep. And if you don't have those dozen, if you don't know who those dozen people in your phone are, you need to, be, you need to make better friends. So, yeah, that's that's a bad that's a bad look for the team, for the league, for him. Um, we'll see what comes of it. But again, it's just it's just now happening, so we don't we don't know what the league's going to do with it. We might talk about that later uh, when the league comes down on it. Rich, um, it's, again, I put this as a topic. Uh, we have had more examples this week of umpires making terrible calls. And the players getting frustrated with it. Uh, our one of our favorite players in the league came out and um, made arguments about the fact that there is no accountability for uh, for umpires in the league. Yeah, if not something that could fix it, robo umps could be the the direction the league seems to go in but if you don't want to bring in robot umpires or having a automated ball and strike zone because you don't want to ruin or evolve the game or ruin the oh framing history history of the game accountability could be the way to do it grade the umpires and yeah at the end of the year maybe you have a promotion and regulation system to where maybe the top graded umpires they have that rich they have that if you don't man i keep wanting to do a story on her and her story deserves to be told and shouted from the rooftop um a friend of mine and i think you know ria papa giorgio if you don't that's all right um Mm -hmm. she was a minor league um made it all the way to um i she did something with uh, I think it was the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but got to know a lot of the managers and people like that doing well at the end of the year got her grade and for no reason that anybody can logically account for her grade was lower than it should have been it cost her uh, some stuff she ended up having to sue the league winning and uh, yeah she her story is pretty amazing she's an amazing lady uh, she was the first umpire to first female umpire to do to get as high as she did and now she's but they have an accountability but it's just little it's basically just a good old boys club deciding what mm -hmm. your fate is it has very yeah. little to do with how you actually do in the in calling balls and exactly and there's a isn't it being basically the way that you that that i almost think of it, it's kind of like a tenure system yep you've reached so many there's only so many spots for major league umpires at the major league level and once you get that slot it's very very hard for the league to say nope to fire you or punish you because of the hard contract that the umpires union has yeah it's with it's the league kind of ridiculous the, the, you know, how, how many years did the, we complain about country joe west hate that guy and i don't yeah. hate that guy i just think he made some really bad calls and legitimately you can see where specific teams and it's not just the cubs there's a few teams out there mm -hmm. that he got under his skin he didn't like any you can look at the games that he called and they are very biased against teams that he doesn't like and it wasn't just the cubs folks it was there were two or three teams in the league that if you look at their winning percentage when he's behind the plate it's below their average winning percentage that year or in general it's ridiculous so okay um let's move on from there leave the field and head to the gridiron as we have the nfl to talk about this week uh we are we are done with our divisional previews uh, we are talking about the Chicago Bears this week, and only the Bears this week. Uh, next week, we are going to have our uh, fantasy uh, preview. Uh, just tune in. We're not going to necessarily give each other our top picks, but we'll give you some ideas and people to look for for uh, sleepers, buyers bewares, and top five top five players in each position. Um, that doesn't necessarily tell you where we're going to go right away. So we'll yep. we'll do that next week uh, as Rich and I are in like two, maybe three leagues together, I think. I don't remember. It all depends. Uh, okay. It's at least one for sure, one confirmed. Yeah. The others are kind of up in the air. Yep. So let's get into this week. We are going week by week into the Bears schedule. Uh, well, well, before I guess we go week to week. Yeah. Anything that come out of training camp that, that you've that you've heard about read about or uh or watched so uh, I, I haven't watched any preseason football i haven't either the bears or anybody i haven't either but what i have done is read a few articles and fields isn't looking like the savior everybody hopes him to be hmm. okay the article that i've read sees that they're 
they're kind of taking it step by step. They're probably they're it sounds to me like they're almost properly developing him. As the ESPN article that I talked that I read looked at, they were trying to make his footwork just like Aaron Rodgers, which makes sense because Luke Gutsy was the quarterbacks coach before the Bears hired him as the OC. Yeah, it's. I mean, so I think almost, he'll. I think he'll do well, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. So. Yep, you're. You'll take the wins. You'll you'll take the wins and the development, and uh, if he puts up good stats and gets you a win, great. Yeah. Um, the wide receiving core looks kind of rough. Yeah. Definitely maybe starting to uh, feel that maybe we should have addressed that position in the draft. As always. Because you're – think about it. Dar- Mooney, on any other team, is Daryl Mooney a wide receiver one? No. No. Would you probably could you see him Actually, as a wide no. receiver two? No, no, he'd be in a he'd be a one in one other in one other team. And who's that team? The Green Bay Packers. Okay. I, tell me I'm wrong. Okay, based on the depth chart, I, I could see Moody being a one on that team. That's because they don't have it. But but I guarantee you they're gonna do better this year than the Bears, because they have a man behind center called Aaron Rodgers. We did we previewed that last week. Check that show out if you want to know how we feel about that league, about the division that we are playing in. Okay, this week well, Yeah, but but yeah, Venus Williams. Nobody heard of that guy until he got drafted. Yep. Brandon Pringle was a third or a fourth string wide receiver in Kansas City for a reason. Amarquist St. Brown was a fourth string receiver in Green Bay for a reason. And these are the guys that we're going to be depending on to move the offense through the air. Yeah. Um, Defense-wise, Roquan Smith wants to be out. Wants to be out and traded. Yeah, that's a scary one for you. That's kind of disappointing because I, I, I really – I've liked Roquan Smith, seeing him develop and be – and maybe turn into – if he can stay on the team, keep developing, start and uh, keep uh, developing their, that re- reputation could be regarded as one of the better, great, great linebackers in franchise history. If he keeps, keeps his upward tra- uh, trajectory. Yeah, I, man, I don't know what to think about that one. So, um, Yeah. Is Cole Komet going to have a good year this year? I hope so. I hope so. Well, I'll ask the question. Actually, again, because we're previewing the Bears. We're Bears-focused. That's who we're about. Uh, Let's ask it this way. Okay. I know next week is our fantasy uh, preview. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anybody on the Bears right now you would pick up in the draft? I'm not saying pick up mid-year to cover a off week. I'm saying in the draft right now, anybody you're picking up from the Bears. The only guy... Um, 
The first guy that comes to mind for me is Cole Komet. But as a backup tight end to cover the one with the sole intent that he's only got to play one week. And that's to cover for the bye week of the tight end that I draft to be my primary tight end. Uh, it depends on who I draft as my primary tight end. Because if I draft somebody that's off on week week nine, maybe week ten, I think about it. That's the Dolphins and the Lions, by the way, for those that, that didn't know. Um, if you're picking somebody that has one of those weeks off, maybe. Maybe the Cowboys, but outside of those three teams, eh, the Falcons. So between weeks eight and 12. Because the Jets are in there as well. Mm -hmm. Those are the only weeks. And those are the majority of the teams have those weeks. So, sure. I'd think about it. But, but I, I actually have one that I would, I would probably pick as, a early, uh, as, an early, as an early pick. And who's that, Mike? Not early, but as a draft pick, I suppose. Uh, the kicker, Carlos Santos. Carlos Santos. That's right. The team could be kicking a lot of field goals this year. And however, he's, he's been go pretty on. good and pretty consistent. However, on the flip side, they could also be getting shut out a lot of weeks. So you might not, you, you could be throwing, you could get low numbers out of your kicker if you're dependent on Santos. And the offense isn't going to get, he's going to have lots of long kicks. That's my thing. He'll mm. have long kicks. And he'll have lots of them. Okay. The only other player that comes to mind is David Montgomery. You know they're going to run the ball a lot. But for for a running back, you need to draft a running back that's going to get you touchdowns. Yeah. Or to get big points. I still don't and think I, I pick don't up. Know how many, I, don't, I don't know how many touchdowns David, David Montgomery could get. I don't think I pick up David Montgomery. I don't. I don't see me myself drafting him either. But he's one of the fantasy relevant players on that roster. Sure, maybe, maybe. But, um, yeah, I think I think the kicker's the only guy I'm really would target at all, and that would be, okay, is he available in the last round of the draft? Yeah. Yeah, but the way you should be looking at your kicker is not to draft a kicker and then he's your kicker until until you hit his bye week. Nope. The kicker, you, the kicker is a revolt from my perspective, and we can talk about a little bit more next week. Next week on fantasy, but for a kicker, that's a revolving roster spot. Yep. I'm going to get the high guy that's hot, and I'm going to get get the guy that is scoring points on a week to week basis. So if the kicker that I got might last two or three weeks that I originally draft. But if the numbers aren't there, I'm going to pick up a guy that's hot. Okay. So let's get in week to week with the Bears and their schedule. That's right, Mike. So I, I need to go back to the Balls and Sticks prediction workbook here. Because um, that's where I have mine. All right, Mike. So week one, Mike, they post... Ray Lance and the runners-up in the NFC last year, <coughs> San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Win or loss, Mike? That's going to be a loss. I, I agree. That's definitely going to be a loss for me as well. Okay. 
Next uh, week, Mike, who are we playing week two? Week two, we uh, we make the trip up to the to the frozen tundra where we play the Packers in what should be a pleasant game, temperature-wise. Yeah. yeah. Mike, um, I'm going to give that one a loss. Yeah, I, mean, I... I think Aaron Rodgers could still be trying to develop that, that chemistry or what their offense is going to look like with uh, – with an unexperienced wide receiving core, but I think it's still going to be a loss. Yeah, I agree it's a loss. Uh, and then week three, uh, the Houston Texans come to town. Um, you know, the Texans, we don't know what they're doing, and they don't look like they know what they're doing. That might be a win. I gave them a win for that game, too. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick with a win. I really don't have much too much more to say about the Texans. So, Lovey Smith returns too. Um, then we go we have the Giant we go out to New York to face the Giants. Uh, I think it's a close game, but I think home field advantage tips the scales on that one. No, I I'm going to give the I I think we can go out to New Jersey, go to the swamp and get a win in that game. I don't. Nope, nope. Uh, the week after that, they come up to, to uh, the Washington Commanders come in for a Thursday night game on Amazon Prime. We're still on five. We haven't talked oh, about the Vikings. Five, sorry, five. The Vikings. Yeah, we're gonna go up to the uh, the Vikings. Uh, that's a loss. That's a loss. I almost I'm, I almost thought about buying tickets for that game. I think we're gonna wait till next year because of the way that summer went. Uh, we're gonna end up. Uh, I think next year. So let's talk. Maybe next year go to a yeah. game either. I mean, I would be fine if we want to go all the way out to Chicago, but uh, maybe up here. I, I think I'd rather do Minnesota. Yeah. Tickets might be more readily available in uh, in Minnesota. Yep. All right, Mike. So week number six, uh, the Washington Commanders come in, and the Bears get a primetime game as they're, as for some strange reason, the NFL schedule makers put the Bears on a Thursday night game. Yeah, I don't get that. Um I yeah, I think that's a loss. I think by week six, the Commanders have figured out their quarterback situation and are starting to play as a team. Hmm. Um, I have it as a win right now, so okay. that's the way I filled it out. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to give them a win in that game against the Commanders. The Bears then have to travel to the to New England to to Boston to play the Patriots. It's going to be a loss, Rich. Yep, I I agree. Even with the Patriots kind of wondering our, how, how who who's going to call the offensive plays and how that offense is going to look, that's still going to be a loss. Yeah. That's... All right, Mike. Uh, week number eight, they stay on the road and they go down to the Big D to take on the Cowboys. And uh, Dallas shows us up. Yeah, I, I agree. That's going to be a loss. Week nine, Mike. the Dolphins come to town. Week nine is when weather is going to start playing a factor, and the Dolphins, the Miami boys, are not going to be able to handle the cold that is Soldier Field. Um, Mike, I think the Dolphins are still going to come up and get a win with uh, Mike with Mike McDaniel uh, as the coach. I see a lot of. I'm thinking that they're going to have a lot of same 
offensive philosophies as the 49ers do. So short passes, running the ball, just getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers like Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. So I don't even think I don't think the weather impacts that as much. Okay. Uh, then the Lions come to town for week ten. Mike, I, I put a win here early on, but the Lions could surprise people this year. So the, I'm giving I'm going home field advantage on this one. I'm actually going a loss this time. Okay. Then they play the Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, I'll give them a win because the Falcons look terrible. Yep, that's why I gave them a win as well. Week number 12, Mike, they go back out to the Meadowlands. But this time they're facing the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. The most improved team this season, uh, they lose. I gave them a loss here too. And then week number 13, before they go into the bye week, the Green Bay Packers come up, come down to Chicago. I'm going to give them a loss. Uh, yeah, I gave them a loss here too. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers owns the Packers, owns the Bears. So I don't think that he would want to, he'll find a way to will his team to a victory. Yep, he's got the deed title, cashed it in, paid it off. Uh, week 14, they don't win, they don't lose, they don't draw. They end up on a bye week. All right, Mike, coming out of the bye, uh, the Eagles come into Chicago in week number 15. I am going to say that's a win. I'm going with the loss. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, you're hot on those Eagles, though, this year. I, I am. I think they're going to do really well. Uh, so then... I like what like what they did through the draft and free agency. Then Buffalo comes into town, uh, destroys the Bears. I agree. Week number 17, the Bears go out to Detroit. I'm going to say that's a loss. I I have a loss as well. Home field advantage, if anything. That's why I give the Lions. Okay. Then week 18... The Packers or the Vikings come to town to close out the season. Oh man! Um, so do you do you think they can split the series with the Vikings? I'm gonna say, and all my friends and family that are Vikings fans, please don't hate me. The Vikings are going to go are are going to be fighting for a playoff spot, and they're going to lose to the Bears. By the way, right. uh, I am looking at it. You're right. They lose against the Eagles. Bears go four four wins for the year. You have four. I have four. And I'll be happy if they get those four. Yep. I'm, I'm giving them five wins. Okay. Now, I agree with you. I think the Vikings game could be a win for them, but it depends on what the how healthy the Vikings are. Some of their best players seem to always get hurt. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook Adam Thielen. <sighs> yeah. You, you st- and you still don't know what that – what that team could look like with a new coaching staff in place. 
So yeah. I, I'm still giving them up. So that's why I went with a loss there still. I think even if they're playing, because I think they, they have good depth that those for the at wide receiver and running back where the most of those injuries happen. So Yeah, I think there's some decent you, – you bring up decent points. I think they're the better team. But, again, I think because the, the Vikings are going to be playing for a playoff spot and the Bears are going to play upset, they're going to play the spoiler, and they're going to yeah. cause that loss. I think the Vikings, that loss, it may not take them out of the playoffs, but I'm going to say it at minimum drops them to the last seed or the, the last wild card if mm. not takes them all the way out of the playoffs. All right. So, Mike, what for you was like maybe the one game where you were kind of on the fence on whether to give them a win or a loss? It's the Eagles game, actually. I, I 100% okay. it's that Eagles game. I flip-flopped on it. I took it away. Uh, I think you're right. I I can't give them that win. Yeah. For me, it's the Commanders. Oh, okay. I don't know what that team is going to be look like of that. I mean, Ron Rivera's. Yeah. Even when, even when Ron Rivera's teams don't look on paper to be very good. He coaches them up. Yep. But, so I, but I don't know. I, I was trying to get the Bears close to six wins, and that that was one game where I thought, they, for me, that that's almost like a push game where I, I, that could be one game for me that I think I could, I may change my mind on when we get around to making, um, our Bears picks week to week during the regular season. Um, so do you see, are there really any games in the, cause we always look at the, the schedules in port when we're making our week to week picks of this is a lock of the week, or this is a, this is our upset pick. Do you see any matchups there within those 17 weeks that that's a lock bears are definitely going to walk away with a win from that game. Um, or are these all going to be close games? I'm going to say the closest thing to a lock, the closest thing to a lock, in my opinion, is that Falcons game. All right. Is the Falcons game going into Atlanta? Mm, yeah, well, hmm. For nope. me, it's the it's the week three game against the Texans, and that's that's the other game that I think it is. I think those are the two games that I think they have two wins on their season. I almost would say right now, guaranteed two wins. Uh, I there are three games I think they could win. I think they only win other than those two. I think there are three games that they have the potential to win. I think they only win two of those three, if that makes sense. It, it does. So. Are there any just upset games where they could be? Well, you've kind of already identified that. Yeah. That the Vikings game week number 18. Um, Do you have one of them? Do oh, have... man. I, I'm struggling. I could. I almost see the Commanders as that game as maybe them stopping a winning streak. But I don't know if I see that as a, a straight-up upset. So early As of right now, six. I wouldn't call it an upset. They're both garbage oh. teams. Um, so I guess if I throw that game out, 
I, I guess I could see the Eagles as being a, a potential upset game. And I think a lot of people will think that too. Um, and I, I think that that's one of the three games outside of the guarantees that I, the, I have three, two locks, the three maybes, uh, that that's one of those. And I'm, I flip flopped on it and the week of week 15 looked for me to maybe bring that as a win. But as of now, as of now, it's locked a in four wins. Oh yeah. Four wins as our preseason pick. We're I don't know. Evaluate how they went at the end of the season. Though. Yep. Yep. Where do you see the bears finishing within the division? Last. I can agree with that. I think Detroit's going to be better. Vikings are going to be hunt. Our Vikings are going to be in for a playoff berth, fighting for a berth. And the Packers are the Packers. But I don't think it's going to be just like we said last week when we talked about the other teams in the North. I don't think the Packers are going to run away with the division like they have in years past. I think they might have to fight for it. Um. I was trying to find the meme, but basically, if you look at stats, Kirk Cousins is one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but nobody cares because he's Kirk Cousins. I think he doesn't get the credit. I think look for this year, uh, for this year, for him to have to to play like he plays. He's gonna be a good player. He is. He deserves the money that he's making. Um, so could he be this year's Kirk Cousins, an underrated, a guy that's maybe flown under the national media's radar because he because he'll finally be playing on a good team that he'll get recognized for the numbers that he puts up. Nobody really talked about Matthew Stafford that much until he got to LA and put yeah. up great numbers and led a team to the Super Bowl. I think the problem is is that Kirk Cousins has those abilities. And I think he could do great in in Minnesota. I just were yeah, yeah. I think he'll be great this year. I think look for him to have a, a breakout year. The team's looking like it's starting to, to come together. Look for the Vikings to be. They might make my 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 NFC North. They're going to be fighting the Packers for that. You know what? Yeah, exactly. I I thought about putting the Vikings as the division champ as well. But kind of like what all these years that you had with the Patriots in the East, you don't, you don't pick against the Patriots. You couldn't pick, pick against the Patriots because you didn't know what they, what they could or would do. So that's why I kind of got to treat the Packers, but more on that in a couple of weeks yep. when we reveal our picks for division winners and wild cards. Look for that. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, so Rich. Uh, well, that, that's our Chicago Bears. Um, yep. Do you think the entire coaching staff in its entirety will be back for year two? Or could you see the front office decide that, well, maybe we need a different offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? No, they'll be back. All of them will be back. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. the only way that they don't is if 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 the offense looks great this year. Uh, our offensive and the coordinator takes the, and the defense. Oh, and and that's good enough to get him a head coaching job. Yeah, I mean he's been 
he's been rumored to be on that track for the last few years. Um, I I would not be surprised if you see him take some interviews at the end of the year. Okay, that's fair. But all right, Mike. So um, so like you said, la- next week we'll be talking fantasy. Well, we yeah. kind of give you, in our opinions, who are the top five of each position, not necessarily where we would draft them. Uh, maybe looking at some sleepers and uh, maybe not do not drafts, but what we're going to call buyer beware, maybe temper your expectations for the, for the players yep. that we put into those categories. So and then Labor Day weekend, we'll give uh, divisions and wildcard predictions as well as maybe a preseason power rankings yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we have a th- Labor Day weekend. We will have a Thursday night pick. Yes, we will have to make a Thursday night pick on Labor Day weekend since the season kicks off Thursday the 8th. Okay, let's move on to our quick hits. Uh, One of them is actually NFL-related. Deshaun Watson and the NFL have reached a settlement. 11 games, $5 million. Um, I still don't think it was long enough. No. You have a guy that... Partook in legal activities, having not had contact with the team out for an entire year. So gambling is is a worse offense than raping people, or sexual assault. Sexual assault, rape. Yeah, yeah. Being Sue I, Robinson said it best. There's no black and white policy on how many games you get for this specific case there is specific law there is specific rules saying you cannot you cannot bet on games yeah you could not because in theory deshaun um what was it um deandre hopkins was going to get a longer suspension for peds yep then deshaun watson was going to get for violations of the personal conduct policy because of the sexual assault allegations and the civil lawsuits brought against him. So could this could this lead the NFL to start making hard and fast rules about what personal conduct violations look like and what those penalties look like? Should it may should they start to say, hey, if you are involved in a sexual misconduct in any way, minimum you get a year. It for your first offense, your second offense, you get this. Do they start drawing this up as a thing? And does it have to be harsher than the penalty for which Deshaun Watson was given because of the fact that this is a huge mistake, that the NFL is tarnishing themselves with a huge 40% of the NFL's audience is female? You have to. I mean, look 40%. at what baseball. Look at what baseball. The baseball has a hard, has a strict policy on this, and they right. know that. Trevor Bauer, yep, has been banned 324 games. Yep. By the way, uh, he's appealing it, and and his and his um, and his encounters were supposedly consensual, but they crossed the line. Right. So that caused the his. Uh, his accusers to file suit against him. Right. Right. And he's and he's been he, and he got a year long suspension. Yeah. Plus some. 
He got a two-year suspension, bro. Almost two yeah, years. it was two? Okay. And he still hasn't gotten back in. Mm-mm. He's wanting to appear, uh, appeal the suspension, which is his right to try yeah. and appeal it. So, I think just like this it is, was Just like this it was Watson's where, camp's right to, to appeal the suspension. This is where the NFL has to, to lay out the, the rule. And they, they say, and this is the problem. This type of rule has to be approved by the Players Association. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm the Players Association, I want to get these guys out of my league. I don't want, because for the Players Association to defend Deshaun Watson, it means that the NFL Players Association has to say, we're okay with rapists, with bad dudes, with thugs and lowlifes being part of our league. Any of them. If the, if the Players Association comes against making these rules in on paper, saying, and by the way, the NFL... This is what you should do. Minimum first first offense. Not first case brought against you. First offense is a year. Second offense is a year and a half. Third offense is an indefinite suspension. And the only way to get off that indefinite suspension is to have count, have counseling sessions that are mandated by the league and are done and you have to do certain things by the way if you may meet those requirements by the way you're going to get a minimum a year and a half you're going to get a minimum of two years but it's an indefinite suspension until after you do that things no less than two years how about that how about i say it that way the fourth fourth offense if you can't learn your lesson and you can't keep your gentleman bits to yourself un- without consent, that fourth time, by the way, I don't think it should go to that. I think it should be first time a year, second time banned. But we know that's not going to fly for the Players Association. Fourth time, you're banned from the game, period. By the way, Deshaun Watson had not one, not two, not three, not four he had four cases brought against him that the NFL thought were the most solid cases. By the way, looking at it as one offense doesn't work for me. Each one of these is one different offense. I think he should be on strike four, and at strike four, perma ban. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that the NFL could, in theory, change their policy and then apply that policy to Deshaun Watson. No, they won't be I able think, to. You know, no, I think you, you had to look at it. All right, this is what we agreed to. Let's so I think from both parties, they wanted it. They just wanted, all right, this is the suspension. Let And then let's, let's move on. And then if we want to use this case as a basis to form our new policy, and then that's the last time we're going to talk about it. That's what, I, that's what I think that they were going for. I, so, but I, again, I don't think time, this need this should be something that has to go to a judge, an arbitrator, anybody to decide how, what your penalty is. 
this is I I guess it it needs to go to them to decide to determine whether or not it has violated the policy enough for it to doesn't have to be like a legal trial that it's beyond any reasonable doubt it just you go with the with the policy of a civil case basically yeah and then but too it's very mean this the sexual assault would not fall under personal conduct that nope. falls under the sexual assault yep disciplinary act disciplinary like little subcategories that you look at all right does it meet does it check the following boxes yes it does sorry there's a you've been banned one year and you got to go through x y and z before you can apply for reinstatement which yeah. is kind of what deshaun watson is going to have to go through he's giving 11 games not long 11 enough. games no, no no not not long enough it should have been a year Minimum. i still think it should have been a year i think it should have been a permanent ban because he didn't it, if it was his first if if each one, one person coming out and, and accusing him yeah but if it, but he had four cases that were that brought the NFL as one. considered but 26 different people that he settled with by the way yeah one still hanging out there I, one is still hanging out there does not want to settle i hope she wins well no because it, it's coming about to she doesn't want to settle because he's still not wanting to admit that what he did was wrong she's proving that it that she filed that case for more than just that it was more about the money for her i hope she wins i hope he i hope she wins and i hope that the settlement is he either has to pay her a hundred million dollars or he has to admit that he what he did was wrong, and and, yeah. and then pay her like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and and the thing is, I mean, the whole thing about the whole counseling session is that he's going to have to go undergo a psychiatric evaluation, and if the that independent psychiatrist or psychologist could still feel that nope, he still needs mental counseling, and that could delay him being reinstated. For week number 13 so there is a way that the nfl could push this out to a year yeah i hope it does i hope it ends up being a year but i don't think that's enough even i think he's had four violations he needs like four that the, that the league presented and it was approved take him away yeah do you think it's any coincidence that if he comes back after serving those 11 games that the NFL made it 11 games so that his first game back is against the Houston Texans. I don't think that has anything to do with it. <laughs> no, they just came up with all, nope, 11 games. Yeah. I, I, that's what I think. Okay. Uh, final thing, big news for quad Cityans as a, a nonprofit organization spent $4 million to have their name on the side of a building. That's right, Mike, as the Tech Slayer Center will now be known as Vivient Arena at the Mark. It's Vibrant Arena. Vibrant. Vibrant. Vibrant Credit Unions. A nonprofit credit union spent $4 million. By the way, I'm a member there. So they spent, the as a credit union, you're supposed to give your profits back to your your members rather than do that they took my money 
and they gave it to they're they're buying the naming rights for the the mark of the quad cities i hadn't thought about it that way mike i was more focused on the hey you can technically call it the mark again and not have those people saying it's the i wireless center or nope it's the tax layer center you can now call it the mark again yeah the so it, that's fine i don't care i like that they brought it back to the mark but they're taking my money and they're spending it give me my money give me the part of that my part of that four million dollars don't don't use it for that but whatever it's, it's fine more, it's a good marketing tool it's a good marketing sure, tool for them. i suppose whatever okay rich any shout outs this week you know mike i don't I can't really think of any shout outs uh, so, to, to give this week. I gave two shout outs last week. I got I missed one this week last week uh, as Thursday was my brother-in-law's birthday. Tyler uh, Tyler Allen, happy birthday. So All right. And uh, was it Barbara's birthday this week? Yeah, Barbara's was, was Thursday in, in between, or was Wednesday. In show to show. Yeah, Barbara's was Wednesday, which is why I said it last week. And then mom and dad's anniversary was Thursday as well. So, Very nice. Very nice. So, Rich, people are l- watching us on Facebook, but they really want to listen to us in the car, and they don't think it's a good idea to watch a video while they're driving. What should they do? You know, Mike, look up Balls and Sticks wherever you find your podcasts. Wherever you download all your other podcasts, you can find us. Yep. Uh, so, Mike, if they're listening to us on podcast land or they really don't like Facebook, but they want to be able to watch us, where yeah. can they find us? They should check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash balls and sticks. And finally, if you want to participate in our poll questions, you want to vote for Sweet Caroline, for, uh, I don't remember the second song, or Tequila, the two that oh. are going to get votes is all I really Lazy care. Mary. Oh, yeah, Lazy, Lazy Mary. Mary. Um, if you want to vote for one of those three, uh, find us at, uh, find our fans page at fans of balls and six folks. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah. What's up, Rich? Um, well, we also got to remind people to, um, another way that you can join interact with the show is to join our Yahoo pro pick em, uh, pro pick em, uh, group, uh, where yep. you can make picks and compete against Mike and I week to week to see who can get the most NFL picks correct. And you will get one shout out at least throughout the season. That's right. Or you could just get a shout out, just like we always shout out Easers and Dupo and uh, and the Funk House. Yep. Whenever we give the weekly standings check for our fantasy NASCAR. Yeah. Um, we'll so get a one shout little out. wrinkle, one little wrinkle to the pro pick them as I guess this year, Yahoo has changed it. You do have to make your picks every single week. You can no longer make picks weeks in advance. Yep. So it is a week-to-week commitment. We apologize for about about that and about the um, about that change. We had nothing to do with it, as obviously we just use Yahoo uh, for our pick'em uh, for our pick'em turning. If you're interested in joining, there is a link wherever you're finding our episodes. And uh, with a group name, group number, as well as the password to join the group. Yep. Check it out. Join us. And Rich, God bless you for joining us this week. Thank you so much. Uh, we, we love you guys. And uh, we look forward to interacting with you more on that page. Now it's time to roll the outro.
Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 